Hello and welcome to The Slow Reader, a podcast about books. I am your host, Steve, and I'm coming to you from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm on vacation, visiting the city, and uh, I thought I had some time, so I would put in a recording. And this is the first episode covering The Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. And uh, in this episode, I am uh, covering chapters one to four, and it is a seven-chapter book, so we'll be covering chapters four through seven in the next episode. Uh, but I thought I'd give you a little bit of information about the book before I dive right into it. So here is the book description which I obtained from the library. When neurosurgeon Jake Baker operates, he knows he's handling more than a patient's delicate brain tissue. He's altering the seat, their seat of consciousness, their golden vault of memory. And memory, Jake knows well, can be a tricky thing. When growing up in 1980s Niagara Falls, aka Cataract City, a seedy but magical, slightly haunted place, one of Jake's closest confidants was his uncle Calvin, a sweet but eccentric misfit enamored of occult artifacts and outlandish conspiracy theories. The summer Jake turned 12, Calvin invited him to join the Saturday Night Ghost Club, a seemingly light-hearted project to investigate some of Cataract City's more macabre urban myths. Over the course of that life-altering summer, Jake not only fell in love and began to imagine his future, he slowly, painfully came to realize that his uncle's preoccupation with chilling legends sprang from something buried so deep in his past that Calvin himself was unaware of it. By turns heartwarming and devastating, written with a skill and cinematic immediacy that has made Craig Davidson a star, The Saturday Night Ghost Club is a bravura performance from one of our most remarkable literary talents a note-perfect novel that poignantly examines the fragility and resilience of mind, body, and human spirit, as well as the haunting mutability of memory and story. About the author, Craig Davidson was born and grew up in St. Catharines, Ontario, near Niagara Falls. He's published four previous books of literary fiction, Rust and Bone, which is, was made into a Golden Globe-nominated feature film of the same name, The Fighter, Sarah Court, and the Scotiabank Giller Prize-nominated Cataract City. Davison is a graduate of the Iowa Writers' Workshop, and his articles in journalism have been published in the National Post, Esquire, GQ, The Walrus, and The Washington Post, among other places. He lives in Toronto, Canada, with his partner and their child. So how I found this book, it was a uh, on a display table front and center at a local bookstore. The cover and the title drew me into it, and the description on the back got me interested, so I put a hold on it from the library as soon as I could. I got it just uh, just recently as an ebook. I have some pre-read expectations, and this really sounds like a fun adventure novel involving supernatural elements. I expect it'll be something along the lines of Are You Afraid of the Dark?, Based on the description, I think we'll also get a bit of an unreliable narrator, which will make things interesting. So here are some questions I have heading into the novel before reading it. So first, how many ghosts or strange creatures will the main character Jake actually encounter? And are these really supernatural creatures or urban myths, as the book's description suggests? Will Jake experience some of the same trauma that his uncle Calvin experienced? Will this sort of read like a cross between Stranger Things and Stand By Me? And has Will Wheaton read this book? Just a side explanation on that one. Uh, Will Wheaton is working on his own coming-of-age book that I'm excited to read. It sounds like a similar premise, but with different execution. 
Let's just dive right into it. Chapter 1, Monsters. As Jake tells us about the realities of how the brain works and its actual physical aspects, he dives into a memory of when his Uncle Calvin helps flush out a monster from his closet. We see how Calvin feeds Jake's fears and imagination and sets up an elaborate trap to catch the slimy slurper slug. So I had some questions actually from the first six pages, which was all of chapter one. How reliable is this narrator? Are we going to discover a truth that he's trying to forget? Why does Uncle Calvin seem to spend so much time at the main character's house? Is there a reason why it seems like Jake's mom doesn't like Uncle Calvin? And uh, is there a significance uh, to the dead monster that Jake keeps at his desk? Going into Chapter 2, The Spirit Phone. In Chapter 2, Jake reminisces about his childhood in general and describes the character of Niagara Falls as he was growing up. He recalls a childhood friend who grew up to be a bully, Percy Elkins, and the time when a new girl threw a rock at the bully's head after he threw a lit firecracker at Jake. He also remembers what his home life was like, but he focuses most on the start of the Saturday Night Ghost Club. It began while hanging out in his Uncle Calvin's store, when Billy Yellowbird asked for help to know his grandmother has safely crossed through to the other side. Uncle C finds the spirit phone in the basement and tries to contact Billy's grandmother, but stops the machine short before it finishes. They come up with a new plan. Take Billy to the funeral home to see his grandmother directly. The next night, they make their way into the funeral home. Uncle C goes to pick the lock, but discovers that it's open. They find Billy's grandmother in the staging room and give him a moment. As they leave in a hurry, Jake spots the undertaker in the dark and catches Uncle C giving him the slightest of nods. They sit and talk for a few moments at an open grave in the neighboring cemetery and officially declare the start of the Saturday Night Ghost Club. Chapter 3, The Screaming Tunnel. Jake, adult Jake, describes an eight-year-old girl who had a mass lodged in her pineal gland, a tumor. She was unable to stay awake for prolonged periods of time and ended up living mostly in a dream world that she would describe vividly when lucid. When she drew pictures of characters from these dreams, she drew pictures that looked exactly like her parents. Back to the 80s, Jake meets Billy Elbert's sister, Dove. She's the one who threw a rock at Percy Elkins to chase him away from Jake. Jake notices her immediately and is taken in by her nonchalant attitude toward life. Jake goes over to Billy's house for the first time and they get to know each other. He eventually brings Billy to one of his favorite spots, a bit fearful of what might happen should Billy turn on them the way Percy did, and Billy tells Jake about the tale of the Philadelphia experiment. Billy tells Jake that Dove takes pills and that she's a little off, and asks if Jake likes her. Jake, Billy, Uncle Calvin, and his friend Lex meet for the Saturday Night Ghost Club. They head to a railway tunnel, and Calvin tells the story of a CP rail fireman and his family. He turned home to hear his wife canoodling, as Calvin puts it, and decided to burn his house down. His little girl came out of the house on fire, screaming, and died under the railway tunnel. The legend of the screaming tunnel from Saturday Night Ghost Club. If you go into the tunnel and strike a match on the stroke of midnight, you'll see the girl standing right in front of you, watching you. Then the match will go out, even if there's not a hint of breeze. Then, it's just you and her in the dark, together. Jake is extremely unsettled, but eventually follows to test the legend when it gets close to midnight. Jake is sure that he saw the girl appear to him as they light the match, and faints. Calvin brings Jake to his house for the night, which is where Jake discovers Calvin sobbing in the middle of the night. Jake wakes the next morning and sneaks a peek at some drawings Calvin was making in the night. 
He spots a drawing of a woman, sketched as if looking at her from the bottom of a lake. The last sketch he finds is that of a demon. So some thoughts on the first three chapters. So how did I feel while reading? Uh, In a word, nostalgic. Not for anything in particular in my life, but I had a strong sense of that warm, nostalgic feeling while reading the book. The descriptions of Niagara Falls during the 80s did make me think about some of the places of my childhood around Ottawa, though. I still have fond memories of waiting for the Christmas display at the top of the escalator at Wolco, or playing around with the arcade machines at Chopper City West. Those probably mean nothing to most people that didn't grow up in Nepean, now Ottawa, in the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, what follows is an account, as I choose to remember it, of my 12th year on this planet, the summary of the Saturday Night Ghost Club. I love the wording of this introductory sentence in chapter 2. It really sets the tone for the whole book. What it tells me is that the story being told may not be factually accurate, but it is telling an emotional truth. I don't think it's a coincidence that the author is talking so much about memories and specifically says the account is as he chooses to remember it. So, to that end, here are some initial answers to my first questions. I'll revisit them at the end of the book coverage. So how reliable is this narrator? Not at all, but I don't think that this is important. It's not so much about the facts as it is about the story. Are we going to discover a truth that he's trying to forget? At the end of chapter 3, we find Calvin sobbing about something. I don't think that Jake is hiding anything of himself here. Why does Uncle C seem to spend so much time at the main character's house? Nothing answered so far, but it doesn't actually seem like Calvin is at Jake's house all that often at this point in the novel. Is there a reason why it seems like Jake's mom doesn't like Uncle C? Again, not much interaction here with Jake's mom. And is there significance to the dead monster that Jake keeps at his desk? So far, no reference back to that at the moment. So far, I love the book. Um, It kind of reminds me a little bit of Fifth Business, if you're familiar with that novel. It's also really putting me in the mood for Stranger Things, and I'm still only on the first episode of Season 2, so I won't understand any Season 3 references at the moment. It's also making me try to find more things like this. For example... Uh, when I put this uh, put this together, I, I was in Fredericton, New Brunswick, and uh, there's apparently a popular haunted hike put on by a local theater troupe. That's the kind of thing that I'm looking to experience that this book is putting my mindset into. So uh, I know that there's also haunted walks and stuff around uh, back home in Ottawa, so that sounds like a cool thing that I'd try to do. Um, and also I put a hold on a book called Spooky Capital, so we'll see how that goes. Other than that, um, I, I just realized that there's another season of Arrested Development on Netflix, so I'm starting to watch that. But that's about it for the book and for the, my pop culture wrap-up. So don't forget to join me next time uh, for chapters 4 through 7 of the Saturday Night Ghost Club. Thanks for listening.